Welcome back to the Crossover Podcast, the show where you get comics, pop culture, and sports, and get ready for more sports talk as we are talking the conference championship games in the National Football League. I'm your host, as always, Matt Pierce, and joining me today is Bill Needles. How are you, Bill? I am doing fantastic. Thank you, Matt. All right. Great to have you with us. Rounding up the trifecta, as always, is Craig Needles. How are you living, Craig? I'm... Uh... I'm coming off of uh, one hell of a weekend of football games. Yeah. Oh my goodness. So why don't we? Why don't we just go back? We'll go back a little bit. I know it's been talked about a lot. Can I, but... can I just sum up the divisional weekend right now, if you don't mind? Yeah, go for it. So here's how I'm gonna. Here's how I'm gonna sum up the divisional weekend. Typically, if any of the following things happen to you in a football game, it's bad. Thing one, you allow nine quarterback sacks. Thing two, you score six. Points on offense. Thing three, fumble the ball and lose it to the other team. Thing four, you let another team's wide receiver score four touchdowns. Mm-hmm. The teams that did the things that I just described to you all won this weekend. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's just. Oh. Each and every one of those things happened to a team that won a football game here in the divisional round of the playoffs. Yeah. Oh, God. It, it, I mean, it, like, it's been talked about for a week, but we might as well go back because, like, it, it was just so awesome. It, like, the I believe it was the lowest margin, I think, of all time for all four games in the divisional round. It, what was it? Three, 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 the and six? The blowout was the overtime game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was, yeah. Like, so that what was that? Game that wasn't close. Yeah, like, fi- just look at the pure point total. Yeah, fifteen, fifteen combined points. We started out Saturday afternoon with Bengals Titans. So the Bengals, uh, where the Bengals walk off the Titans in a game where Burrow, as Craig mentioned, was sacked nine times, and the Titans had the ball driving down the field before Tannehill, just an an awful, awful interception that. You know, and then Burrow gets it down the field for for the W. That was pretty much the only thing I got wrong all weekend. I think I was uh, in terms of my like over and unders and whatnot. It was bad. Oh, actually, that's not true because I got the I got the over under wrong for the. But of the eight bets I placed, I was six and two. I got the over under wrong for the uh, uh, for the Rams Bucks, which you know, you, like that was if you had the under, you got hosed in that game for sure because like. Oh. Cam Akers, man, all he has to do is if he just holds on to the ball, it would have been third, what third and one. Uh, so they would have had two shots because I don't think McVeigh would have punted right if they'd have missed on fourth down. If they missed on third down, right? I, I think I think he would have went for it on fourth down to try to get the one yard to win the game, right? So it, yep. yeah. But so they would have had two shots to get a yard to end the game. Yes. Yeah, basically, I think because I don't think like well, depending on what happens on third down, obviously. But let's say it, it, if both plays are are for one yard, I assume I don't think McVeigh would have punted on the on the fourth and one, right? Like because no. No, no, I just don't think he would have because they they were they were deep enough that because I think they were on their like forty or something, right? So they were deep enough they they'd be like, and we could still stop them from scoring a touchdown, even though uh, Jalen Ramsey got hosed on uh, yeah on that one play that after said, Ramsey, had a, Ramsey had a nice game he just got hosed that one particular play yeah it... say this though about that game Von Miller and Aaron Donald absolutely devoured Tampa Bay's offensive line they and sure I know did. that worse wasn't out there and that was a big deal but Von Miller and Aaron Donald absolutely devoured those guys and if the Rams didn't lose four one two three four fumbles yeah uh that game would have been a a, a, a four score game and from yeah. like weird spots too, because I was for I was I was obviously driving the both of you guys nuts texting about that game because I was like sitting there going if they blow this it like well because we're we're skipping ahead to Rams Bucks but who cares because I mean it was just like 
obviously I was pulling for Stafford in that game and I had the under, so I didn't want those late scores by the Bucks to be happening, but it was just like McVeigh and like the, the narrative after that game probably would have been all oh, McVeigh blows it again, or, you know, McVeigh can't get it done. And oh, you know, you put all his trust in Stafford. And I was just like, there isn't a moment in that game where you can point to what Stafford did and say, oh, he blew it. And then the same would have went for McVeigh, too, because McVeigh didn't make any play calling decisions that were terrible. In fact, they were all great. It's just weird members of the. Uh, Why did McVeigh uh, tell Kit? Tell Cam Akers to not fumble it. Fumble exactly, it. right? Like, it, it was like, yeah, like, Cam Akers fumbles the ball on the... Actually, like, like, Akers is dry. I Akers... I would have blamed for the fumble on the, the botched snap, though. Yeah, that was... But even yeah. that was, like, weird. Because it was like, Akers takes... Like, at the like right before the half, right? Like, Akers is driving. They're going to score. It's going to be 27-3. to The game is going to be over. Because it's going to be 27-3, and then the Rams are getting the ball back, right? To start the half. So... Like, that game was about to be over, and then he fumbles it on the one, breathes some life into Tampa Bay. And then, again, they've got the ball ready to go on a nice drive. A perfect play call to get Cooper Cup open in space. So much space. Guy comes up to him, swipes it, and he fumbles it. And then Brady's taking the ball, about to take the ball in. And then, you know, you're thinking, oh, okay, here's here's the Brady magic. But then, was it Vaughn Miller or Cam A- or, or Aaron Donald that came up with the strip sack on Brady? Um, that was Von Miller who got yeah. the, uh, who went around the tackle, strip sack Brady, and recovered the fumble himself. And Bill and I were watching that game together. I stood up and I said, "There's Von. That's the game." Yeah, I, I thought that was I thought that was game two. And then the very next play, Stafford is in the middle of calling the play, and the center goes completely rogue and flaking snaps the ball twenty yards down the field. The Bucks get it back. He thought he said Stafford doing the step. Okay, okay, and now we're going to, you know, snap it right here. So that would never have happened at home. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, he thought he saw Stafford doing the step. He obviously didn't because yeah. we all watched it on TV. <laughs> Stafford was trying to change the play. He wasn't asking for the ball. So, yeah, yeah it's just one of those ones. Like, if, if, that's, if, if Stafford's expecting it, he probably just catches that ball a little over his head and no one ever talks about that snap ever again. Yeah. Uh, and it's, but if it's a better snap, it hits Stafford in the chest, he falls on it, and – you know, the, the Rams fight another day. Maybe they get a field goal and make it a three-score game. But it was just that was the time when the snap was a little bit higher than it needed to be. And just an absolute comedy of errors. But the Rams survived because of two incredible throws by Stafford. Yeah. Two, well, and, and we have to talk. Like, Antoine Winfield made some really good plays in that mm-hmm. game. Uh, the the Akers fumble at the one. Like, Winfield forced it and recovered it. Mm-hmm. But when they and, – and, and look, Todd Bowles had a fantastic Super Bowl. He's a good defensive coordinator. No, no question about that. But they were playing a style of defense that allowed Cooper Cup to be on Antoine Winfield Jr. one-on-one. Yeah. On the, the the last offensive play of the game. Or second last one because of this play. Yeah, and there was... Act- they, they allowed that, that. Yeah, they allowed that to happen. And it cost them the game. You can't you can't do that. Like, Antoine Winfield's a nice player. But you can't just say, oh, yeah, cover Cooper Cup one-on-one, guy. This will be fine. Like, that's not how this goes. And the like, the, the Eric Weddle that like I'd never seen a ruling like that before. Did you, like, did you guys like? I I thought like as a guy who had bet the under, I thought I was bleeped in that moment when Weddle took that helmet to helmet. I'm like, that's a personal foul. The Bucks have a first down. I was cursing a blue streak. I'm like, nope, you idiot. Was... You were on a couch a week ago. How could you do that? I was just like, ugh. Like, no, I knew I knew that was the rule because did you? I was if it was passing if it was pass interference. Obviously, that happened on the fourth down. But if it's late hit, by definition, because the term late, right? Yeah. It means that it's, it's occurred after fourth down is already over. So, So yeah, I guess. I but knew, I, I, knew I, were, 
I knew they were okay, but obviously I saw my I saw the money disappearing from my account, and <laughs> he had the blinders on in that moment. But like, I mean, lost in the fact that later on we basically saw one of the greatest football games ever played, and one that's going to have a a mark for the greatest foot like a or a case for the greatest football game ever played. As you mentioned it, Craig. I think we should do. Go ahead. More touchdown. I think we should do to, for for the ease of the listener. I think we should talk about the Niners and Packers right now. Yeah. Then talk about the NFC Championship. Then talk about the two AFC games and talk about that. That's fine. That I I just want to say before we yeah before we get off Rams Bucks like yeah. lost in the in the Bills Chiefs thing was the fact that yeah. in that moment Matt Stafford. Matthew Stafford, who has, you know, been maligned. Us Lions fans like myself have had to defend this guy for years saying, no, he's a good quarterback. And other people being like, he stared into the abyss. That is bullshit Tom Brady chaos magic that somehow got that game tied. And he said, not today. <laughs> and went and got himself a, a not like a second consecutive playoff win. One thing I want to say about the Stafford narrative is, and, and I, I don't understand it. Well, the guy can't win in the playoffs. Before this season, when he was playing for the Rams, Matt Stafford was at least a seven-point underdog in every playoff game he'd ever played in. Yeah. Like, what do you want? Like, you know, oh, yeah, he, he kept on kept on running into teams with a lot better players than his. Okay, <laughs> yeah, that, that happens sometimes. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know what you want. But anyway, let's talk Niners and uh, Packers. Now, if we want to talk about people playing poorly in the playoffs, <laughs> yeah. maybe this is a competition. Yeah, because... Yeah, I mean... Yeah. It was a game that happened. It was snowy. It was rainy. The winning quarterback did not throw a touchdown. In fact, actively attempted to sabotage his team's attempt to win a football game. Uh, but there was at least two balls that Jimmy threw that should have been or could have been pick sixes. He, I thought, why well, two? I think you're being generous with two. But like, and I don't want to just put it on Jimmy because it's obvious that his shoulder was bothering him. He did not have zip on the foot. Like it was cold, and he had a separated shoulder. And his ball had no zip. But like I said, they were like you said, they were begging to be pick six and should have had like three or four. It was it was bizarre. But you like, texted me during the game and I said, Yeah, probably. But you said, Hey, shouldn't you at least think about Trey Lance here? Just yeah. based on the way Garoppolo's playing, it doesn't look right. And I'm like, Yeah, you probably have to at least consider it. Um but and, and there were a couple of read option run. spots on like fourth and one plays where he should have been in the game at least, right? Like yeah. eh. And remember at the start of the year, they did those packages where, like, sometimes Lance was just out there. Yeah. He may or may not have gotten the ball, but he was just out. Like, why did they get away from that? I'm fascinated by that because it feels as though that's something you should do just because it's like the Taysom Hill thing that Sean Payton was doing, which is, oh, yeah, sometimes we're just going to put him out here. But the fact that we do this sometimes means that you have to spend time on it, time on it in practice. You have to think about, hey, this might happen. I don't understand why the Niners aren't doing that. Maybe, maybe Kyle's saving all those plays for this week in Los Angeles. I guess we'll see. But uh, I don't understand why they don't do that anymore. Yeah. But, I mean, the, the after this game was over, the internet coming together to collectively dunk on Aaron Rodgers was <laughs> one of my favorite moments of all times. So that was that was just great. Everybody simultaneously making the same joke. <laughs> was, yeah. It was... Yeah. Uh, like, you know, Aaron Rodgers inoculated against the Super Bowl. Yeah. It's like Aaron Rodgers <laughs> yeah, fooling himself into thinking he had a shot, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Just a lot Joe of shot-based puns. Joe, Joe Rogan says the Packers still might win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, so. Uh, uh, so. Um, well, well, we'll talk about the future of the Packers in a second, but I will say, uh, A, the Packers losing a playoff game based on the fact, like their special teams has been just abysmal all year. 
and them losing a playoff game on special teams. I, yeah, I said of, that on this pod, right? That, not, that was probably going to haunt them, right? talked about it. So, well, maybe not make a special team play. Uh, yeah, the Niners made several, uh, <laughs> including block for a touchdown so and like the and like oh, yeah, one of the that, weirdest block punts too counted for more than half their points yeah and it was a weird block punt too because it went like a hundred feet up in the air and none of the packers knew where the ball was and then one and like basically two lonely guys on the niners were like it's gonna land there and they had to wait for it to come down it's just like oh man it was yeah. it was a weird weird game and i know i know you like to get on you like to get on kickers pierce and, and that's fine but the the block field goal like if you're mason crosby like what are you gonna do? You know, no, yeah, that's that's true. Sort of broke through, like you know, I like I can't kick with three two hundred ninety pound guys yeah. in my face. Actually, it's, I think I think I texted you and, and I said, well, you know, I like to blame kickers, but that one's not on Crosby, right? All he no, did was like, what, what are you gonna do about that? Yeah, all he did was put foot to ball, and there were three Niners standing there, right? Like, oh, it was okay, like doesn't really matter how good you are at this if this if this is what's going on around yeah so. that was something else so uh do you guys have like is... game plan for the liners though i will say kyle shanahan made some mistakes game game management wise i will mm-hmm. say i think but uh um good game plan for the niners from a scheme perspective and i think they have a chance to win this week yeah um do, do, do they do we settle where aaron Rodgers goes by you and bill just having a knife fight in the off season or how do how do we do this <laughs> well aaron Rodgers is going to Bill's team he might <laughs> like if he like yeah. i don't know maybe, maybe he wants to finish what brett Favre him. never never finished yeah. who knows it's tradition yeah <laughs> i mean he could um, I, I i would say not a lot i would say virtually anything's on the table for for Rodgers, obviously. I think it's going to be your Broncos, though, from where it stands now. But who knows? This guy's a little bit of a mind changer. Yes, he is. Um, but I think it'll be I, – I think that Denver is more likely than any of the – like, all. there's a lot of options at the table. I think Denver's the most likely of the options on the table. Yeah. I, the only th- the only thing I that, that stops me from going – from saying, yeah, he's headed to the Broncos 100% is, like, I mean, do you – does Aaron Rodgers want to be the third best quarterback in a division when he heads there? Like, I don't know, right? Like, yeah, like I don't know. Would he be like? No, he wouldn't. But I'm saying there's you could you could make the argument that he would be at this point in his career. Like, I'm just saying if he goes to any other division, there's that's not a conversation, right? Like, fair enough. Especially if he went to like uh, it would be something that the, the fact that there would be six games with Rodgers, Mahomes, and Herbert playing against each other at quarterback is a guarantee. That would be. That'd be good for television. Sure would. I'll tell you a really funny would be if, because Sean Payton retired, and I'm making air quotations right now, but Sean Payton retired. Uh, funny if if the Saints somehow finagled something, because that's not an unattractive spot if you're Rodgers, right? You know, Alvin Kamara and and maybe Michael Thomas. This is, you know. When... I think that if I, if I were Michael Thomas and I found out that Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback, I'd probably be a little more inclined to stick around. Exactly, right? So, uh, so, well, so Saints I... also are, are about $75 million over the salary cap for next True. year. So some awkward decisions. So that's yeah. true, but so you, you could, you know, it's football. You can do cap gymnastics and figure it out, but uh, you did. It, 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 no team's better at that than the Saints. So. Exactly. So that would be funny because Sean Payton would be somewhere with like a. I'd like to picture Sean, Mar- like Sean Payton in like a hammock with you know one of them little umbrella drinks going, <laughs> and then when he hears Rogers signs with the Saints and just sits right out. The hell? <laughs> right? Like, oh, that'd be funny. Yeah. 
Um, he'll he'll be sitting there and he'd be like, "Well, who cares? I'll be uh, I'll be coaching uh, Dak Prescott for a billion dollars next season." <laughs> it's true. Yeah. <laughs> oh, book that. Um. So last before we get on to the championship games, that Bills Chiefs game, holy guac! I mean, that was as entertaining a football game as you could possibly imagine. Yeah. And I, I will ask both of you this. Mm-hmm. Can you think of a playoff game in the history of the league where the losing quarterback has played as well or better than that? Um, I don't, uh, nothing uh, comes off the top of my head in particular. But I just... have one, I have one thought, but uh, it's, it, uh, he didn't play quite as well. Tom Brady in the Super Bowl loss against the Eagles. Like people, yeah. Because did, yeah, did he have like 500 yards in that game or something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. he was fantastic. But yeah. the, the, the Patriots stop anybody. What were Kurt Warner's numbers in the Super Bowl against the uh, Steelers? Yeah, they only had 23 points in that game. Yeah, look it up and he threw the and he threw the the interception to Harrison at the end of the first half that uh, yeah <laughs> more or less flipped the game. So uh, yeah, um, yeah, but well, it flipped the game to a point. But remember the. The Cardinals were up by up by three with uh, with less than a minute to go. Like it looked like they might be you know they might be okay. True. Um, but yeah, it was. Um, I, I'm, I'm looking it up right now as far as his line. His, uh, yeah, I just his like stats for that football game. And it, it's weird because like you feel bad for Josh Allen because like he played a flawless game of football and still came up mm-hmm. short. And you can talk about, like, I mean, they should have squib kicked it, I guess, is the only, like, that's the only, honestly, that's the only tactical decision that I can say that they biffed on, right? Is that they should have squib kicked it. I mean, not picking yeah. up 30 yards on those plays would have been nice, but yeah. Yeah. And, and like, that wasn't a thing. decision you, that was poor play. The, yeah. The, the, yeah the, the, it was to a point, though, because you look at the defense, and here's what, here's what happened is the Bills were playing their safeties deep, 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 because their thought process was, okay, the only way we lose is if Tyreek beats us. You know, he gets, gets past somebody in Mahomes, hits him for a deep bomb. Yeah. I understand the thought process there. But the Chiefs knew what they were going to do, and they took the two 20-yard plays, you know? Yeah. Like, so I, I, they did, they, they played too deep, though. I, I know that's hindsight. But also, like you said, they should have squibbed it and made Kansas City burn off a few seconds on the kickoff, at least a couple. They didn't do that. It would just... It was not a well-handled 13 seconds, and it's one that will live in infamy in Buffalo for a long time. Yeah, and it, I mean, it's just, the, I think at this point in our lives, the way offenses work, I think defensive coordinators have just got to take that prevent defense and just burn it. It's it just, I you, agree. you can't go into a prevent, just the way football is played now, you it doesn't, I don't care what the situation is, you just, you can't play deep safeties in a prevent defense, right? The quarterbacks are too good, and the offense is too good. Like, you can do it if it's the last play of the game and they need a touchdown. But yeah. Other than that, you, got, you know what I mean? Like, other than that, you can't do it. Yeah, if we're in a Hail Mary territory, I, yeah, but it's just like... Uh, I agree. you got to, like, play a real defense. They didn't do it, and they gave up uh, 40 yard, 43 yards, I believe, in, in, in two plays. In ten, yeah, so, 10 seconds. Yeah, 10 I, seconds. It was... It yeah. Was, yeah. No, it was bizarre. Now, the like, Chiefs, of course, had three timeouts, and yeah. that you know they did. If they didn't have two timeouts, they would have lost the game. Yeah, uh, and weird thing for Andy Reid, right? Yeah, take six seconds. Like yeah. easy, like you, you can't like the timeouts. Yes, they would have helped, but it's not like you can burn that many plays or run up the middle or anything like that. You can't just run the draw like Dak Prescott. 
And I, no, I would have, I would have been wrong tactically. I would have been wrong tactically too, because I was texting you guys when the when the Bills were in the middle of driving to try to win, the, you know, down four to try to win the game. I was saying Andy might want to think about using a timeout here to get his defense a little bit of rest, because both of the defenses were gassed, which is why we all knew like the second they went to overtime, it was down to a coin flip because both those defenses had nothing left to give. So like the the exact same thing would have happened if if because they called tails right, but it came up heads. If it came up tails or they called heads, whichever alternate universe that exists where the Bills win that toss, the Bills would have done the same thing, right? They would have gone, they would have marched right down the field. Allen probably would have thrown, uh, who's a Gabriel Davis, his fifth touchdown, and they would have won the game. Like, it, it was, yeah. You know. Oh, yeah, no, it, it, that came, very specifically came down to the coin toss. Whoever won that coin toss is going to win that game. Yeah. There is no doubt in my mind. Uh, I will say this about just a quick strategy thing. Mm-hmm. And I saw this on Twitter. And I thought about it, and I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, that's exactly what you should have done. On the second play, so there's, uh, I think, eight seconds left. Kansas City needs 20 yards to even get a field goal. Why not just tell the defensive backs and linebackers of the Bills, you're going to line up right across from a guy, and as soon as that ball is snapped, you just go up to him and tackle him. Yeah. No, yeah. Some some people did say that. Apparently, there's a clause in the NFL now. I don't know if the referees necessarily know that because it's extremely obscure. But if the, there is a there is a no cheating clause or no cheating clause or something like that, we're given that situation. Craig, referees and their discretion can say not only do they get the yards, but we reset the clock to where it was before the play started. Oh really? Yeah, there's a now. I don't know if the because it's so obscure. I don't know if the refereeing squad would necessarily know that, right? Because it's it's yeah. like, but then again, well, referees know about weird crap like tuck rules. Yeah, well, then maybe. But here's the thing: you don't even have to tackle to make it obvious. Just hold them. Yeah, hold it. Well, I you think know? it's like, I think oh, it's the same the... thing. But uh, man, that would be a gutty call for a referee to make, right? To give. Uh, in, in what I thought was a well officiated game, quite frankly, I don't because they oh, like yeah. Oh, what? yeah the I, fact like, that we're not talking about referees is a good sign for the referees. Absolutely. Now, one word answer from both you guys, because I think uh, um, not what do you think they'll change it to, but do you think they will change the overtime rules this off season? Bill. Yes. Okay, I'm gonna agree. Uh, I'm gonna agree with Bill. Or uh, sorry, I'm gonna agree with uh, Craig there, Bill. I th- I think yes too. I think I think this game had enough eyeballs on it, and was good enough, and that they're going to change it. Regular season overtime, you don't have to do anything with it. Yeah, it's fine. Um, that being said, did you guys see the proposal the Ravens had uh, last year at the rules meeting? No. All right. So this is the proposal they had. You start overtime with a coin flip. The team that wins gets to pick which yard line overtime starts on. The other team gets to pick who has the ball. Hmm. So, let's just say you win the toss, and you're like, oh, they're going to want the ball. Then you put them on their own one. Okay. Oh, you know what I, you know what I, or, oh, and, and if you want the, if you want to say, no, no, we'll start on defense, then you start on defense with the other team on their own one. You know what I mean? So, you can't say your own one, so there's that. Or... There's the blind bidding idea. <laughs> See, this is getting a bit much, isn't it? Blind bidding I love, I love, I love for playoff blind overtime. Blind. I mean, it's not a fantasy auction, right? It's a play. It's an NFL playoff game. Okay, but just imagine the strategy of the blind bid, which is you start overtime. Each team goes to the referee 
with a yard line. Whoever starts furthest from the other team's end zone gets the ball. You want to make sure you got the ball? Great. You're starting on the one, though. I I don't think here's here's because here, here like it's too bad I I here's what I think I think it's too bad that think the act how much fun blind bidding would be though it would be incredible <laughs> nah and I don't like, know Bill like, check would have guys with binoculars zooming in on what they were writing down <laughs> it just is too much way for for Bill yeah, to yeah. So, like, game know, the system over like oh we'll start our own twenty five and Belichick's like our own twenty four yeah like, exactly hell? right yeah like like I I would say that I I would say that like it's a little bit of a shame that um I mean um, among the millions of things that COVID ruined uh COVID did ruin uh the xfl 2.0 and the xfl 2.0 was going to do basically foot the football shootout where both teams are on the five yard line and they each get five chances one at a time so like you know on one end of the field uh the chiefs offense and the bills defense would be on the five yard line on the other side vice versa and then it'd be like okay the chiefs get a play from the five can they get in they get in that's one okay now the bills go that's one and you and and you do that five times it's basically the shootout in hockey but foot but football with plays from the five or, or like with two-point conversion plays right and and then you just do that that's not a bad idea and and then you don't count that way you and in this way you don't count the points it just counts as yay or nay and um so that way you don't count the points so it doesn't f up the overs and the unders impact the over under gambling wise which and, is and the yeah, thing i'm mostly concerned about right so <laughs> So and I think the books would adjust to that as far as because here's what you do like in the regular season you don't touch like what I think they'll wind up doing is mm-hmm. in the regular season you don't touch in the playoffs both yeah. teams get at least one and I mean like the That's NHL I, does that right like the the NHL has different overtime rules for regular season versus playoffs so and I'm I know the NHL's not usually the best way to you know that's not usually the best league to draw lessons from but hey here's one for the NHL I guess right like yeah and and keep in mind. The NFL's playoff rules are different than uh, – their playoff overtime rules are different regular season already because there's a 15-minute quarter as opposed to 10, and, of course, there are no ties. So we've already crossed the Rubicon of rules are different in the regular season than they are in the playoffs. So why can't we just alter that further? So I think – I suspect that's what winds up happening, which from an over-unders perspective affects maybe, maybe, what, one game every two years? Yeah, maybe. So, like – it's not, you know what I mean? Like, it's not mm-hmm. going to be, it's not going to really do much. If you did it in the regular season, then it's going to affect several games a year. Yeah. But if I, we're, doing, we're talking about in the, there are 13 NFL playoff games a year. How many of them uh, have the coin toss, has the coin toss decided? Uh, actually, the team that wins the coin toss in the playoffs in overtime in the last, uh, I think in, since 2010 is 10 and one. Now, in some of those, there were multiple possessions and all this stuff. But I will say this about the the situation for the Kansas City Buffalo game, and Pierce, this will this will speak to your heart. Mm-hmm. Um, you know those win probability charts. Obviously, we see those on the internet, and we saw the, the, the EKG City machine one. that was that game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely bonkers. Yes, fantastic. And we saw the Rams uh, Bucks one, which was same thing. Know, Rams yeah, go up to, Rams go up to ninety eight, and then it goes down to fifty, and then it goes up to ninety eight. Like <laughs> plays later. Um, anyway. That win probability chart had a dramatic swing when there were only two players on the field, Josh Allen and Harrison Butker. Yeah. Because they were the ones doing the coin toss. Do we want that win probability chart to be moving when there's only two guys in the field? Yeah. I don't want that chart to move. 
I think I, I think, wanted to go anyway. Yeah. I think I think they should just steal the shootout idea from the XFL. I honestly think that's the yeah, best way. I, I, honestly, I, I think that's just as good. Yeah. Like that, the, the, like, there's a bunch of different things they could do, and if they're concerned about over unders, that mm-hmm. is the way to go. Yeah, we just can't have the thing where it's like, because you know how some every every once in a while, but I mean, college, it's it, you see it happen. It happens like a few times a year in college, but only because there's so many freaking college football games. But you've seen it where it's like, okay, the final score after regulation, 17-17, and the final score, 54-48, to to right? And it's like, yeah. what? <laughs> like, you can't, now, like... They've, they've altered that a little bit. Because yeah. what they've done now is after the first two rounds is just essentially what you're talking about. It's a, it's a two-point conversion off. Now, mm-hmm. it counts for two every time, but it doesn't yeah up as quickly but you're you're right there's 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 ways that this can be done that that, that it should be done yeah absolutely I, I i think they should give serious consideration to the to the two-point conversion shootout basically what it what it would do that that i think is the best and fairest way to settle it in the nfl playoffs right like or sorry to settle nfl overtime instead of coin flips right because that because bill do you like do you like blind bidding bill <laughs> I gotta say, I'm not sold on the blind bidding thing. That's a bit too. That's a, that's a bit I mean, much for me. It's it's interesting, but I, I feel like I would get annoyed with it very quickly once I was seeing it live. Yeah, because because yeah. I, I don't think, like think about that exciting moment when like the road team you know unveils theirs, and then we're like, oh man, did the home team go higher or lower? It yeah, does, it does have a bit of prices. Price is right edge to it. Yeah, I was gonna say that's very Price is Righty. <laughs> why, like, why did I think for the, the first ball? Yeah. <laughs> And then uh, Drew Carey goes, now that bid in one or two, <laughs> you get a second bid because you're the home team or whatever. And then like, I don't know, the blind bid's a bit much for me because you're adding elements that aren't really football to me at that point. But uh, yeah, I'm, fair. Yeah, like I'm not, they're, one's just as dumb as the other, I guess. Right. But yeah, I, I think I seriously think the shootout is or the two point conversion shootout is probably the. I think, yeah, I think you're probably right. That what what I, what I suspect happens next year is we do the exact same thing in the regular season in the playoffs is guaranteed both you get both teams can touch the ball. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna adjust it somehow guaranteed for the playoffs. I th- I think next year I think you're right. All right, well, uh, is there anything else you guys want to bring up about the divisionals or should we jump no, right in? Let's talk about conference championships. All right, here we go. Conference championships. First up, three o'clock on Sunday, the early afternoon game. Cincinnati Bengals. Who to thunk it? Joe Burrow. Joe Cool. Or the new Joe Cool, I guess, uh, heads to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs. Chiefs minus seven, over under fifty four and a half. It has stayed at fifty four and a half, unlike the other game, which we'll get to. It is, but it's opened up at fifty four and a half, and it stayed at fifty four and a half. I have seen most books with the minus seven, but when it did open up, there were some seven and a halves. Um, uh, not, none in the gambling sites that we use. I think you got to go to a lot of the more shadier ones to find the seven and a half. And a lot of sharps hammered the Bengals on that seven and a half. Um, but, um, well, let me just do the tail of the tape. The Kansas City Chiefs, seventh in DVOA going into this, versus Cincinnati, who's 17th in DVOA. Uh, against the spread wise. The Kansas City Chiefs are nine and nine, and the or they finished eight. No, sorry, because they yeah they covered, so they're ten and nine overall. And the 
Cincinnati Bengals, where are you kicking? There you are. The Cincinnati Bengals are actually 12-7, and seven, so the Bengals have a little bit of an edge, but, uh, you know, when, part of that has to do with the fact that the Chiefs spent an entire season getting high lines, and there was that early to middle stage where they weren't playing so good, but here they are now. Chiefs minus seven. Billy, what do you think? I am... I think I'm on the Bengals here. I like the Bengals cover. Um, you can get the seven and a half great. Um, but I feel like the, the, the Bengals should be able to keep it close just because I think Kansas City is, you can get them on the ground and, and the Bengals have a, a decent run game with Mixon. And, and then Burrow has played just good football. So I think it's going to be high scoring. I like the over. I think there's going to be some back and forth there, but I think it's going to be close enough that I want those points. Um, so that's your official pick, Billy, since he plus seven. You got it. With the over. Um, I'm going to agree with you on the over. And I'm going to I'm gonna throw it to Craig. What do you think uh, spread-wise? Um, I, I, I think I want Kansas City. Hmm. And I, I, I don't – I think I want the over, too. I just think that here's – look. The Bengals' offensive line, the pass blocking scheme was really bad. Clearly, big mess. And against the Titans, they had a pretty significant margin for error. As far as well, we only needed 19 points to get out of this one. Uh, if the Bengals scored 19 points this week, they will be losing by several touchdowns. I just look at the Bengals' defense, and they're a little bit banged up. I think Andy Reid figures out a way to take advantage of that. I know the Bengals beat Kansas City in Week 17. But that game was in Cincinnati, and a whole ton of stuff went Cincinnati's way in that yeah, game. Yeah, I rewatched that game. The, game. Mm-hmm. the Bengals won the game by three points. And there's a couple of things that happened in that game. Like, do we think that Jamar Chase is getting two 70-yard touchdowns in this game? Like, <laughs> yeah, that was the Jamar Chase, not? like, yeah, 266-yard yeah. game. Yeah, there was also, like, yeah. Tyreek Hill dropped a long touchdown pass. That's unlike him. There was a uh, – Kansas City had, like, a long, I think, special teams touchdown that got called back. There were a couple of pass interference calls for the Bengals that were a little shady. Um, it, it was – it was it, it was yeah. a, a lot of well, fortuitous circumstances. Yeah. yeah, a lot of stuff went the Bengals' way, and hey, you know what? They won the game. Good for them. I just I don't know if they can count on a lot of stuff to go that way again. Uh, the, the the second Jamar Chase touchdown when uh, Taylor schemed, and I don't know if he knew this was going to happen, but it happened to have Daniel Sorensen covering Jamar Chase one on one, as you may be able to expect went pretty badly Kansas yeah. city uh i don't think the chiefs are gonna allow that to happen again so yeah i just think that like the, the bengals have been surprising a lot of people uh but i just think that they are coming up against uh, a team that's a little bit too powerful here uh the afc championship game we just saw it it was decided by a coin uh give me uh give me cincinnati or give me Kansas City, rather. So Craig's on Kansas City, Bill's on Cincy, so it falls on me to be the tiebreaker for this one. I will say I'm going to do a clean sweep on the over um, because I expect the scoring in this game to go a lot, not like not that dissimilar from the what we just saw in Bill's Chiefs. The only slight hesitation I have on taking the over is the thought that perhaps Zach Taylor coaches this game like a coward, um, by which I mean kicking field goals at inappropriate times, you know, settling for three is, is just, that's, that's the only hesitation I have on the yeah, over. But here's the thing. But if, if the Bengals get 20, let's just say the Bengals get a 20, which means there's a couple of field goals there, whatever. Yeah. You need Kansas city to get to 25. 
Yeah. No, I'm just saying, like, you know, like, there's an, if there's an obvious spot where they should be going for it and he kicks three and I'm like, you know, and and like, you know, like that's, yeah, for the over, that's the only thing where I'm like, yeah, right. Um, That said, I'm on the Chiefs. I'm laying the seven and I feel very confidently about laying this seven because I think that this seven is a absolute sucker bet. Sorry, Bill. I think it's an absolute. I think they're trying to sucker you in to taking the seven because I think like I'm staring at it right now. The public is on the Bengals getting the seven, and I think Vegas wants it that way because they want everybody thinking that Joe Burrow's here now. He's got two pretty magical wins. Uh, I can't remember. Were they on the road in? No, they weren't on the road because the Raiders no, were. That, that was a home game in Cincinnati, but they were on the road last week. He's had. He's excellent. He's a future guy it's well i mean he's he's a guy now but he's a yeah yeah he's a current guy you're right that's i sorry i don't mean to shortchange joe burrow he's a current guy but he's kind of flavor of the month-ish a little bit in this like in in terms of what we're we're, what we're doing right now but i i just think this is such a trap spot because i think like the public is on the Bengals thinking i'm getting seven points with joe burrow right now and the Chiefs' defense sucks. And that's as far as they're thinking it through, right? And I just think that that is an absolute sucker play. I think we're getting Patrick Mahomes only having to uh, lay a touchdown against a Bengals, a, a very, very, like a Bengals defense that can easily get got. The only problem is they were against Tannehill last week, who kept turning the ball over uh, in the red zone. And um, Patrick Mahomes just isn't going to do that. So I'm, I'm, I, I think this is a, I think Mahomes shows up for this and just goes like, yeah, sorry, kid. <laughs> you know, like, you know, you, you got to wait another year because I'm week, still here. Right. Last week, when I picked, last week when I picked Buffalo, I said, well, I can't, I, I, I think that if I'm going to count on a defense to make a play, uh, I, I want to count on the bills defense and they're better. And I still think that's true. It mm-hmm. just turned out that zero of the defenses made a play. Uh, <laughs> yeah, literally they didn't do a goddamn thing. Anybody. No, um, but I, I just, I don't know if Kansas city, if Cincinnati's defense rather is the one that's going to make a play here. And, and look, Mahomes makes one mistake and the Bengals take advantage. And this is probably going to be a seven point game. I just, uh, if it's a seven and a half, I think long and hard about it. But straight seven, I'll take Kansas City. Yeah, I think I think it's it's Kansas City. And I just want to say one more thing about the Buffalo Bills. Last year when they lost, they had some things to draw on to be like, okay, we can do this and we can do that and improve our spot, and then we can get these guys next year. If you're the Bills, what do you say in this off season? You say hopefully Tre'Davious White is healthy next season. That's it. You say hopefully or hopefully we, we win a coin flip. Is that it? Like <laughs> yeah, hopefully we can get that game in Orchard Park, and hopefully we can get a coin flip. To me, yeah, um, went into Kansas City and you were 13 seconds away from winning. That mm-hmm. sucks, and you screwed up that 13 seconds. But to me, I think you're feeling pretty good about your team, and I would run it back with this exact same group of guys. Now they're going to be missing Dable. He's going to be the coach of the Giants, but um, I just run it back if I were the Bills and feel pretty good about it, to be honest. Yeah, and like, it's oh, just. Yeah, our- quarterback is like you know he's 26 like i think that we're in a good spot here yeah it's it does suck that like i mean if the like you think about it if the bills beat the if they don't blow that game against the jaguars in jacksonville right like they that game would have been in orchard park so maybe maybe something to think about there right yeah Yeah. get home field like just have the best record in the afc next year yeah you know yeah that's the like we we talked about let's just say denver goes out and get there and rogers Mm mm-hmm 
So if you're Kansas City, you're dealing with the Chargers and Denver with Aaron Rodgers and whatnot as your division situation. Yeah. If you're the Bills, you're dealing with Miami, who the hell knows, the Jets, ugh, and yeah. the Patriots, who the hell knows. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you can make some hay there. You can get an advantage there. So that's yeah. to me, if I'm the Bills, I'm my if I'm a Bills fan, I'm like, that sucks. We got some breaks go against us. Let, let's just run it back. That's how you should feel. All right. Um, Bill, who scores the first touchdown in this game? You know what? I'm, I'm on Cincinnati to have a good running game, so I'm going to go with Mixon. All right. Joe Mixon is going That's off. That's actually the other thing. Sorry, six and a half to talk, one. Talk about Mixon. Yeah, 16, six to one? Six, yeah, six and a half to one. Uh, the other thing about the under in this game that I would be concerned, if Cincinnati is effective running the ball, which is entirely possible, mm-hmm. they could be in a situation where we are in, like, if they can just, if they're getting five, six yards a clip, they could be in a situation where they are in no rush to call plays. Uh, nah, I don't think so. Don't want, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, maybe, but, like, the, we, we... Like, Chiefs defense has been gashed this way in the past. True. If City gets out to a big lead early, then it's not going to be a thing. I just think there is a possibility of the Bengals saying we have to limit the number of possessions in this game because we cannot have our defense going out there mm-hmm. against Mahomes over and over and over again because we will lose. True. Both these teams can score so fast, though. And in the fourth quarter, they, neither of them are going to stop trying to score touchdowns as a thing. So yes. that's going to help you when you have the like neither side, regardless of game scenario. Uh, both of these teams are going to be trying to score touchdowns in, in the fourth quarter. So it, like so you get that you know, going for you in, in that regard. You don't have to worry about that. But yeah, I mean, I, I just think points are going to be scored in this game. So I'm, I'm, I'm on the over, uh, Craig, who do you think scores the first touchdown in, uh, I will game? take, uh, I will take, and he didn't have a huge game against, uh, Kansas city last time only because why would you throw to anyone other than Jamar chase in the situation he was in, but I'm going to take T Higgins. Okay. I don't mind that. Um, T. Higgins is going off at twelve to one to score first touchdown. I'm I just be... think that like the Chiefs talk about nothing but Jamar Chase all week. Yeah, because of what happened. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, maybe 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 Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins because Tyler Boyd's fifteen to one. Maybe some units on Boyd and Higgins for first touchdown. Maybe one of those guys gets. Uh, and then Uzo, uh, or is it uh, Uzoma? Right, the, Uzoma. the tight end. He 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 catches he catches red zone passes from time to time. So. I'm going to go with a guy that I think is going to have a very big Sunday. And I like a lot of his props, including a couple of the wilder ones. But I'm going to go with Travis Kelsey to score first touchdown in this game. Because the Bengals get eaten alive by tight ends. And whoops, Travis Kelsey is coming to town. Not only do I like Travis Kelsey, um, but I like him to score more than one touchdown. Um, So... Travis Kelsey to score two plus touchdowns is going off at 375. And Kelsey to score three touchdowns is 15 to 1. And I actually bet it when it was 17 to 1. So I like to think that, you know, some people bet that down. But I'm I kind of like a as a as a nice little long shot to put a couple of units on Travis Kelsey to score three or more touchdowns at 17 to 1 is something I feel um not strongly about because how do you feel strongly about a 17 to 1 game but that's i'm I'm staring at that thinking he could have the type of game that we just saw gabriel davis have maybe not the 266 yards because he's a tight end obviously but i could see him just getting every target when they get inside the 20 uh, like like that little the like last... now the last time these two teams played mm-hmm. he was five for 25 with a score yeah 
Like, mm-hmm. so, like, I, like, they obviously the Bengals feel would be pretty comfortable if they could redo that and have that be his line coming up on Sunday. They'd be pretty thrilled about it. True. Uh, you would like mm-hmm. to think that the Chiefs are going to try to figure out a way to make it so he does not catch five balls. It will be a much higher number than that. Yeah, exactly. And like he and like that that was regular season Travis Kelsey. Like <laughs> playoff Travis Kelsey is pretty beastly because he he's going off at like at, he's averaging like ninety seven yards in the la, in his last five playoff games. I think it's it's something. I don't have the exact stat in front of me, but he's averaging a lot, which is weird because his uh, over under for receiving yards is only seventy five, is like seventy six and a half. So I'm like, ooh, I like that over too, but um, I don't want to get too bogged down in uh, in this game. But that's that's a prop that I like is Travis Kelsey scoring a lot of finding the ball in the end zone a lot. Now Sunday night game, six thirty start time, pending if Bengals Chiefs uh, goes into the overtime or not. The San Francisco 49ers head into Los Angeles to take on the Rams in what will uh, ostensibly be a home game for the 49ers, which, you know, made this line a little strange to me. The Rams are laying three and a half, so you're getting the hook. This is officially, if, if we were a better podcast with better production, this is where I would hit the sound sound effect button where uh, of, like, from hook going give us the hook 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 because we're getting the hook on this one um dvoa wise the los angeles rams are the highest rated team left in the playoffs at fifth and the san francisco 49ers are sixth so not much to discern from the dvoa wise this is a pretty evenly matched game which you would you know, get from the three and a half line because that's you're basically getting a three point home bump with the hook. Um, the over under is a bit more interesting, but we'll talk about that afterwards. Uh, first off, Billy, who you got in this one? Rams laying a three and a half. Yeah, I'm on the Rams. I, I still don't have that much faith in San Francisco. Uh, I think the Rams are a better team. Uh, Craig was asking me about what I thought the spread was going to be, and I thought it was going to be higher than this. Actually, Craig, I pretty sure said 3.5 but I, I like the Rams here I think they're a better team this will be the third time these guys have met this year so this is the this is the trifecta the Niners won both games in the year and there's been a lot of uh, discussion about uh, Sean McVay uh, being owned a little bit by Kyle Shanahan especially in these playoff games but the last game was the last game was weird, the, the one they played, because the Rams could have knocked the Niners out of the playoffs and then didn't. And here they are. But this this is a weird scenario because we are sitting here in an NFC Championship game. I mean, this is this is the spot the Rams went out and got Matt Stafford for, right? For him to have to have for so that Sean McVay would have a quarterback in a conference championship game with a big arm, and he's got him there now. And it's just insane to think that Matt Stafford is currently going to be playing in a NFC championship game where he is unquestionably, by any metric you can find, the better quarterback in this football game. Like, I don't like, I'm not sure what, I'm not sure how dig you would have to deep analytically to find something that Jimmy Garoppolo can uh, necessarily do better than, than Matt Stafford, but... Man, Jimmy Garoppolo, he lives a little. He lives a little bit in that uh, that beautiful people bubble from Thirty Rock that John Hamm lived in. <laughs> He's got a bit of a charmed quarterback life. Craig, what do you think about this one? Rams laying the three and a half. Uh, yeah, I think I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to take the Rams. I, I think Bill's right. I think the Rams are just the better team. 
I think that the Rams took their foot off the gas in that last regular season game because they realized it didn't mean a whole lot to them. Um, the 49ers got a lot of breaks in that game, even though the Rams were up early. I just, I think that the, I think the Rams are the way to go. Uh, I believe this is the first time since 2007 when it was the Giants Cowboys um, that we've had. Oh, no, no, not first time since 07, but is this the first time? No, I'd be the first time since 07 that we've had two teams where there was a sweep in the regular season then meet in the playoffs. I think this is the first time since then. Uh, either way, um, usually the team that gets swept winds up winning. Uh, there are some notable exceptions over the years, but I, I just think it's hard to beat a team three times. I, I'm, 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 and, and the Rams are just really talented. They're a really good team. I'm going to take the Rams. I'm going to disagree with you guys. I'm going to disagree with you guys. I'm taking the Niners. I'm taking the three and a half. I'm worried about the fact that this is going to be a home game for the 49ers. So right now I'm looking at a, a I'm, I'm considering this a home game for the 49ers. So I think I'm getting a home team that is getting three and a half points, which you know I love a home dog. There will unquestionably be more 49ers fans in the stands. They will be loud and obnoxious. We got a little bit of a glimpse into what happens when Matt Stafford has to go to the silent count. And that resulted in a nearly devastating or and game taking away bad snap <laughs> that resulted in a turnover that let got the Buccaneers. And now that said, the, the 49ers don't have Tom Brady chaos magic on their side, but they are going to have the crowd in the other team's building making more noise. So Stafford's going to have to do stuff like that. And I just Kyle Shanahan, man, he he he's got the goods in these matchups with uh with sean mcveigh and and i just i i i like the niners to to outright win this game and cover and i think we're getting a rematch of uh uh super bowl from a couple years ago i think it's going to be chiefs niners that's that's what i'm predicting i don't know i'm i'm on the three and a half i i I like three and a half and i think the niners are gonna not necessarily pull a rabbit out of a hat but i i think they're gonna grind out another win i hope i'm wrong because i will in my heart of hearts be cheering for stafford to get to the Super Bowl, because, God, that would be good. I'm, I'm not going to quite cheer for it with the vigor that that one <laughs> Detroit Lions fan, I don't know if you guys saw that clip. That was a bit much, I thought. For, uh, well, you but... cheering for Stafford has never helped them. No, <laughs> ouch, Bill, ouch, ouch, Bill. <laughs> but but it was just, that was a bit much to me. Like, that's that's how you should act. It, like, you should be that pumped if the actual Lions were in the game, were in a chance to go to the NFC Championship game. But just Stafford, I was like, that's a bit much for me. I was cheering for him, and when he when he hit cup, I was like, that's what I'm talking about. But that was as far as I took it. Right. It wasn't, it was not, it was not so over the top that ESPN Twitter feed was like, yeah, we got to show people this. Right. Like, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm on the Niners. I, I, I think the Niners get this W man. These two teams just, they, man, they know each other too well, which brings me to what your guys's take will be on the total for this game. This line has seen some movement. This line opened up at, 47 and a half, a very key number. 47 is one of those key total numbers. And the Sharps hammered, hammered the under and got it to move to 47, kept hammering it, got it to move to 46 and a half, kept hammering it to 46, and it spent uh, most of the middle days of the week at 46. And it has been, there's been enough sharp money on it that it is now sitting at 45 and a half, you guys. Uh, Billy, what do you think um, with it currently at 45 and a half over under? 
Yeah, that's probably... No, I see. I don't trust the Niners. I'm going with the under. I think the Rams can score. I, I just don't trust the Niners to score, you know, 23 points or anything around there, which means I, I got to take the under on this. All right. Uh, Craig, what do you think total-wise? I'm I'm in the same. I'm taking the under. Um, I just think it's a little bit of a slower game, and I think I'm feeling like, you know, 24 to 10 Rams type of thing. Okay. Uh, one thing I will ask you about, Pierce, with your Niners bet. Mm-hmm. The fact that Trent Williams did not practice this week, does that concern you? A little bit, especially when he goes in motion, you know? Well, <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, but just, like, just from this, like, you know, Aaron Donald and Von Miller play for the Rams. And if it's Trent true. Williams isn't around, that is a problem. That is a yeah. problem. I just, I mean, there's, there's, there's enough there that I think, like, and I know Jimmy, I, I just think it's such a, I know you guys are making some good points, but I'm trying to think of this like, what, what is the public's perception on this game going to be? And I think the public perception is going to be the Rams. We just saw them vanquish Tom Brady. They looked in, as I as I said, they looked in, they they stared into the, the abyss of what would have been a horrible loss and said not today and got the W anyway. They scored a lot of points. It would have been they would have blown out the Buccaneers if they didn't turn the ball over. So you sit there and you go, okay, just clean up the turnovers a little bit against the Niners and you'll be fine. And then they watch the Niners. And Jimmy G throw wobblers all day, not throw a touchdown pass, throw terrible interceptions in the red zone. They needed a block punt uh, in order to uh, win the game. You're not necessarily going to get that because the Rams special teams isn't as garbage as the uh, uh, as the yep. Packers was. So I think they're looking at that three and a half, which is why it's getting the hook. It's the it's the hook that is is like because why isn't this game three? Why are we getting the hook right? Like like why is this not an even because, three? Because Garoppolo is not playing very well. Exactly, right? So I, I guess I, I think they're trying to sucker the public into taking the Rams. I don't know. I just I and I and I like that we've we've seen Jimmy G kind of do a little bit of stuff like this before and I like Kyle Shanahan. He's got McVay's number and I'm just going with I'm I'm going based off of past results here and, and uh with the hook, you know, the Rams could kick another walk off field goal and I could and I might still cover, right? Like I don't know, but I do. I do. I am with you guys on the under, though. This is a clean sweep for the under. This is this is a a even even at the forty five and a half. Even though we're not getting necessary, we're we're not getting the best of the number anymore because um, we're missing two points. I still like the under because it's it's just these two teams know each other too well. Both of these defenses are going to show up for this game. I I'm expecting a slow. I don't know why they had this game as the night game and not uh, the Mahomes Burrow matchup, but. You know, it is what they it is. They have to decide that before they know who's playing. That's true, right? Yeah. So it's unfortunate that it it, it wound up this particular way. I think, but uh, these these I think are still going to be two very good games for two very different reasons. I think because it alternates it alternates years, and I believe that the folks over at Fox thought that this might be, you know, Brady versus Rogers. Rogers, yeah. So uh, do you know? Probably a little disappointed. This is not Brady versus Rogers, but here we are. So Buck and Aikman are are doing Niners Rams. And who's doing Bengals Chiefs? Romo Do you know? And Nance. Oh, Romo and Nance. Romo so does Nance. that so does that mean that uh, who? So who's got the Super Bowl then? Is that is that that means Collinsworth and Michaels got the Super Bowl? I I believe that is the case. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So NBC's got the Super Bowl then. All right. Um, that will be fun. But uh, yeah. Okay. So we're all on the under. So we the, we all agree on the totals. Uh. A little bit arguing on the on the sides, but uh, you know, 
that's why the sides are there. They're supposed to be coin flips, but uh, I like that we're all... Uh, so if you're looking for advice from the crossover podcast right now, uh, consensus advice anyway, you're looking at the over in Rams Chief, or in Bengals Chiefs and then Rams Niners, you're looking, you're looking at the under. Um, Billy, who you got for first touchdown in Niners Rams? Let's go with... Uh, I'll take the odds of Cooper Cup. All right, yeah, Cooper Cup four to one. You got to go with what works. Um, what about you, Craig? Who you got in this one? I will say we did before you answer, Craig. We did very well. We were three out of four on uh, first TDs after <laughs> after getting completely shut out in the wild card game in the divisional. We bounced back with a three for four uh, in terms of who scored the first touchdowns, and the only one we got wrong was. Uh, who scored for the box Blanton or something like uh, in the Rams. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Who's yeah. It was his first I, touchdown of the, of his career or yes. something. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Nice play though. It's fun. Yeah. Uh, I am going to take, uh, I'm going to go a little bit further down the board. I'm going to take Sonny Michelle. Okay. I like that. That's a fun one. Sonny Michelle, who is, I think that the next time they need to, uh, I think the next time they need to do something down low like that, they're going to give it to him as opposed to Acres. That's my suspicion. Or Stafford too, who's been running the, who's been <laughs> quarterback sneaking those goals. Yeah, he's been pretty good. Yarders. Yeah, been pretty good. Um, I'm going to say, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to pick another guy. I, I went tight end heavy last time. I'm picking another tight end to actually show up and ball out because he's he's been good. He's been making some crazy catches, but I think this is. This is a spot where he starts to go ludicrous. And I'm going to say uh, George Kittle shows up and scores the first touchdown of this game. Huh? Yeah, I'm going I'm to say I'm going to say George Kittle at 11 to 1 scores the uh, scores the first touchdown for this game. Um is there anything else that you guys would like to say prop wise? Which Super Bowl? Oh, not. Oh, I was gonna ask. Uh, oh, you can or ask anything you would like to. You would like to ask. Yeah. Which 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 Super Bowl matchup would you think is the most fun to watch? Uh, well, if that Monday Nighter was any indication from a couple of years ago, Chiefs Rams would be a that'd be a beaut. One would think. I think that has to be the answer, doesn't it? Like if it, hmm. if it like there, there's fun storylines for for just about any of them. Yeah. Like if it's Niners versus Chiefs and we've got a rematch of the game two years ago. Yeah. If it's the Bengals in the Super Bowl, then it's a cool storyline no matter what. Because like, oh, the Bengals are in the goddamn Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, if it's if it's Kansas City and the Rams, we had that game, the Monday night game from a while ago, and we just have you know, like some like two teams with a lot of really good players on them. So I think that there isn't a, a bad one in the bunch. But I think Rams and, and Chiefs is the is the answer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's really not. Yeah, if you're looking for storylines, you're right. Because like the Bengals getting there, you just get all the Cinderella story angles, right? And then, um, you know, Chiefs Rams. Like, is it, yeah, it's it, it, they're all good. But I I think the money one is and Chiefs the 49ers, Rams. The, the storyline for the 49ers is Kyle Shanahan redemption. True. Yeah. Very true. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Because it'd be Kyle's third kick at the can, right? So. Uh, uh, what do you think? What do you think, Billy? What was it, what, What's your favorite potential? Uh, I'd like I'd like to see the Bengals and the Rams, but I think the best football game would be the the, the Chiefs and the Rams for sure. Mm-hmm. I, I yeah. just think that would be a fantastic game. Bengals and Rams maybe not as good of a game, but I'd love to see that storyline of the Bengals and the Rams. Like I, I think that looks great on paper. So yeah, because the, the Rams have all the Bengals. If it is Bengals Rams, 
I just look at the right side of the Bengals offensive line and think like, oh, man, they're going to put Aaron Donald at end and Miller at linebacker on the right side and just say good luck. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that would be a bad one. But, I mean, like, if Stafford's there, you, if the Rams are there, you get, like, much like you said with Kyle Shanahan, you get the uh, Sean McVay redemption tour um, yeah, and true. Matt Stafford trying to be like – Matt Stafford all of a sudden sits there and goes, if I get this Super Bowl, you got to start talking about me as, as, as a Hall of Fame candidate, I think. That all I think. Yeah, If they right? win the Super Bowl, like, he's in. Like, that's, that's it. Like, that's all but cinches it. Yeah, because he has he has like the career numbers already, right? It's just there, like the knock on him was we're always going to be some adjustment. We're yeah. going to do some adjustment on what career numbers mean for the Hall of Fame. Like Eli Absolutely. Manning, seven passing yards. Like yeah, yeah, for sure. Because I mean, like you know what I mean. I know everybody likes to shit on Marino, but Marino threw for five thousand yards in the goddamn eighties. Like Marino, yeah. might, Marino might throw for like eight thousand yards if he played these days, right? Like. Like you just you got to think about stuff like that because five thousand passing yards is as nice as they are. They're not quite what they were, right? So I I just yeah you're you're, you're right that we got to do it, it, some numbers wise right. But like the way the the is Eli a Hall of Famer? I I I don't think, I think so, be, yeah. but he has to be. Based on the deuce, right? Like, how many? Is there anybody who has multiple Super Bowls that isn't in as a quarterback? Nope. So and there's I that, and then rakes who are not inducted are Eli Roethlisberger and Brady, and of course because they are all recently active. So yeah, and those guys will be in soon enough, right? Like, and and Tom, and, Tom, and like part of the part of Eli thing, like doesn't the fact that his last name is Manning get yeah. him get him some points? Doesn't the fact that he played in one of the craziest Super Bowls of all time get him some points? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you know, he stopped the Patriots undefeated season. Like, I just, which we yeah, were all thankful for, right? Like that on yeah. that alone, he should probably get in just for for we don't have to deal with the potato faces bragging about the the nineteen and zero season, right? So just if Archie if Archie Manning decided to not ever have children, Tom Brady might have twelve Super Bowls right now. People, <laughs> yeah, twelve. That's true. It's <laughs> crazy to think about. Yeah, and like, there's a very good chance that like Eli Manning ends up being the third best Manning to ever be in the NFL before it's all over once once Arch Uh, gets there you know Arch Manning highlights are nuts like yeah and you're 14 it's like spinning the ball in your finger anyway yeah oh so uh, bad Um, lots of time to talk about Arch Manning for the next 25 years that's true um so is there any anything you guys want to say before we get out of here any kind of props any bets you want to uh, alert the public to that you're uh that you're showing uh, about it. Okay. I talked about my Kelsey yeah. plus three yeah. there. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, I think, I think it's All right. Yeah. It's going to be a good weekend of football games, I think. So, uh, that'll be it for us. Uh, crossover podcast available, the crossover podcast.com, facebook.com slash crossover podcast and iTunes. Please rate and subscribe five stars only. We're also on Google play, Spotify and Stitcher and pretty much any podcatcher that you happen to use. Uh, please leave us a review on any of those. And as always, you do not have to listen, but please download the crossover podcast. If you haven't had quite enough of gambling talk, uh, go back and check out with it. We pulled double duty this week. Uh, earlier in this week, I was talking to Mac and, uh, and my other friend Bill about the Royal Rumble, which is happening uh, Saturday night. So uh, you want to get your, your your bets in there for for the Royal Rumble to because uh, the Rumble's just fun to bet on. And and I I, I explained probably the best way to if you're hosting like a Royal Rumble party, I explained the best system you can possibly have to gamble on it where everybody has fun. It's basically the Royal Rumble version of um like a Super Bowl squares board in the fact that. 
even the people who don't necessarily care can get on get in on this action and it's pretty much purely luck based right like there's no there's no skill whatsoever in in the squares game there's really no in in, in this thing i've come up with for the royal rumble there's really no uh yeah there's, there's it's it's all fun and good luck and and whatnot so uh please have a listen at that if you're interested in that sort of thing uh craig bill we will talk to you i don't know if we'll talk next week during the bye week unless something is so crazy that happens uh that we just like unless it's basically if this conference championship rivals what we saw in the divisional maybe we'll come on and at least discuss it but we usually wait till the week before the game starts before we do our super ultra mega gambling like one of my favorite pods of the year the super bowl props pod so much to bet on god i love it all right but i'll let you guys get out of here take care everybody and uh we'll talk to you next time on the crossover podcast (laughs) 